In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My father is a good man, considering the human condition, and he has many good traits. But it wasn't until I was an adult that I noticed one particular thing about him. I first noticed when one of my sisters found out that she and her husband were expecting their first child, and they naturally told my parents first. As many of you know, my father is also a minister. He thankfully did not announce my sister's good news from the pulpit. But within a few days, almost his whole congregation knew her good news. I've seen this happen repeatedly over the years. And most recently, when I told my father in August that I would be coming here to Birmingham to serve at the Advent, he and my mother happened to be on their way to our yearly family reunion. So I soon received a call from one of my cousins saying, You know that everybody knows, don't you? My entire extended family knew my good news. This frustrating and yet endearing idiosyncrasy of my my father's is only natural because good news is meant to be shared. In the passage that was read today from Isaiah 40, the prophet urges others to proclaim and share good news, to comfort God's people with a message of hope. Isaiah says, Cry out to Jerusalem and say to her that the time of hardship is over and that her iniquity is pardoned. The people of Israel and Judah were weighed down with the burden of their disobedience to the law of Moses. They experienced the consequences of their sin that were promised in Deuteronomy 28, where it says, If you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God, or be careful to do all his commandments and his statutes that I command you today, then the Lord will bring you to a nation that neither you nor your fathers have known, and your sons and daughters will go into captivity. Isaiah confirms this Mosaic prophecy in the chapter just before our reading today by saying that the people of Judah would experience God's just judgment through the instrument of the conquering empire of Babylon. Indeed, those in Jerusalem were invaded, besieged, defeated, destroyed, and then carried off in exile away from their homeland to Babylon. What a burden of bad news for Isaiah to have to tell the people of Jerusalem. But yet, The good news is coming. In chapter 40, Isaiah proclaims God's pardon for the sins of Jerusalem. He shares with them God's tender mercy and comfort. Comfort, comfort, my people. Thus says your God, speak tenderly to Jerusalem. 
For better or for worse, I cannot help but think of that Otis Redding song, Try a Little Tenderness. The words that Isaiah uses to describe this tender and gentle speaking of God is found elsewhere in the Old Testament to describe the way that a man woos a woman with kind and gentle words. We see it in the way that Boaz talks with Ruth and in the way that the prophet Hosea wins back his wayward wife with gentle words. Through his prophet Isaiah, God speaks tenderly to his people, telling them that their hardship and warfare is over. Their hardship is over because their iniquity is pardoned. Judgment is over. This forgiveness of sin coincides with the coming of God, with his advent. It is as though God the Almighty were traveling through a desert to rescue his people. In the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. As many of you know, I moved here in October from Massachusetts. Although Massachusetts and Birmingham are very different, they do have at least one thing in common. There are a lot of hills, there are a lot of winding roads, and the names of these roads seem to change frequently. In Massachusetts, in order to get from the rural town where I lived to the turnpike, I had to travel for at least 40 minutes on winding back roads through ancient, decaying mill towns. I thought everything would have been a lot easier if someone had made a highway that went to the highway. Here in Birmingham, I've been playing it safe. I have a fancy little device on my phone that tells me exactly where to go. And it usually tells me to go on the highway. Because the highway is the quickest and the shortest route. So I always obey, unless it's rush hour. Here we see Isaiah calling God's people to prepare for the coming of the Lord, to expedite his arrival, to make way to welcome him. How do we prepare for the coming of God? How do we get ready to once again receive Jesus? The way to prepare and to make way for him is through repentance, through the recognition of our own human frailty. We must indeed recognize that all flesh is grass. For us, just as for those people of Jerusalem, when we realize our own sinfulness, as we labor under our sorrow's load, when condemnation weighs down upon us, Isaiah's word of comfort is good news. God does not leave us in the place of mourning or despair. No, he comes to us and he intervenes on our behalf. Isaiah's good news is for us, just like it was for the people of Jerusalem. Our iniquity is pardoned. Our sin is forgiven through the offering of that suffering servant, Jesus Christ, who is also Emmanuel.
Jesus is the one who came once, God with us, fully man, fully divine, born of the Virgin Mary. And Jesus is the one about whom Isaiah says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. He was crushed for our iniquities. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. As we prepare to receive God's coming again at Christmas, and as we await Jesus' second coming, he will come again. We admit and we confess our sins. As we just sang, make ye straight what long was crooked. Make the rougher places plain. Let your hearts be true and humble as befits his holy reign. Oh, that warning cry obey. Now prepare for God away. Let the valleys rise to meet him and the hills bow down to greet him. In Jesus Christ, we know that God himself, the eternal word, has taken on the long journey through the desert of human existence and experience. Though God, Jesus did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the likeness of human beings. The eternal word deigned to be born of a young, innocent girl, that wide-eyed Mary. And Mary... Being an imperfect and even sinful human being, just like us, was naturally fearful in the presence of the awesome Gabriel, that angel, that messenger of a holy God. The words of the angel Gabriel to Mary apply also to us as we approach God with our confession. Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Because of Jesus Christ, we have found favor with God. Good news is meant to be shared. And the message of God's coming in Jesus Christ is good news of pardon. The way to prepare is through repentance. And as we turn to God, we can trust that God speaks tenderly to us. Because he looks at us and he sees the righteousness of his own son, Jesus. Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Hallelujah.